Welcome to Cinema Bushido. This episode, we are talking about the 1984 uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, James Cameron, Titanic, Mr. Cameroon himself. What's the Cameroon thing from? Babuli, 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 baha. Babuli, babuli. James Cameroon, the Terminator. Holy cow. And uh, with me, as always, is the robot from another Schlobot, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Hey, buddy. Every day's a holiday. How are you doing today? Oh, good. I'm glad you're on holiday. Um, also with Cheerio. me... Cheerio. Cheerio, mate. Uh, also with me is uh, Jenna. Jenna Rumberger. How are you doing, Jenna? I'm doing very well. Good. I don't have any made-up crap for you um, yet, but you'll get there eventually. Great. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and then a uh, special guest. Uh, this would be probably his fifth visit to the cinema Bushido. Mr. Herskules himself. In fact, Herskules, you'll remember, in the early days, we couldn't say Herskules. We're just like, what is it? Her, her, smurst, m- Brian Hurst. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, yeah. It's a name that I thought was very clever when I came up with it. I stand by it, but I, yeah. I gave up on like expecting people to pick up the first time. No. It's fine. Yeah, you know? it was sad. <laughs> but now it's awesome, because you're like Hercules. You're like, you know, um, Eddie Murphy doing the Hercules thing. Hercules. Yeah, yeah like the Nutty Professor style. Yeah, nice. All right, well, yes, we're talking about The Terminator, and um, I always go, usually with the guest, because the guest chooses the movie, but this was all a dream child of Mr. Lee Van Cleef. So, Lee, you get to start out with your whole, I want you just to give me your review. What do you think of this movie? What does it mean to you? Just do the thing, please. This movie defined my childhood more than any movie in cinematic history. It scared me. It taught me that robots and AI are to be feared and it gave me a sense of um, uh, the, like that things can be scary and dark but they can also be hopeful when I was young and I was just really impressed to see it as an adult and see how not only it stands up the test of time but it's just the little things like we go from the apocalypse to the trash uh, trash truck and it's just a good blending we don't know who Sarah Connor is until she clocks in with her her uh, her time card. Uh, it's just every little the detail. Worst waitress of all time, Sarah yes. Connor. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that yeah. kid never would have just ruined his ice cream. So no contrived. way. What kid throws away ice cream? Yeah, bullshit. My kid would. I'd be like, I'm proud of you. That ice cream looked like shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, it who gets ice cream at like a fucking Denny's anyway? Like... <laughs> yeah. Americans do best point yet. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just a great movie. Everyone knows it's a great movie. It's exciting. It's there's a lot of gun pornography in this movie. It's it's special, and it it made um, it made Arnie's career. So, what are you gonna do? Greatest movie, greatest movie, greatest movie in Arnie's catalog. I don't know, but definitely one of the most uh, important movies in my lifetime. I think. Well, I would say I agree on making Arnie's career. Um, I was talking to Lee the other day about this and Jana earlier. Um, I read an interview. I think it was from Chuck Norris or it could have been. It was around. It was about Bruce Lee stuff and how when Arnie first hit the um, U.S., he moved to L.A. And, and everyone was so impressed with him because he was going to all the same gyms and nobody was really famous yet. And Arnie had all these like printed out um, pamphlets on like how do you make your pecs bigger or how do you make – your, you know, whatever. <laughs> Every muscle in the body. He had like 30 different pamphlets for different parts of your body. And people would buy them. They'd see how big he was. And he dedicated his life to just becoming this monstrosity. So they would like give him money. And then, as Lee pointed out, after he got enough money from that, he made this like a uh, weight by mail business. So he would sell weights. And next thing you know, he's the fucking Terminator. So thank God for Arnie. True entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, like, the American dream, legit, you know what I mean? He, like, was an immigrant who came here, made it, like, worked hard, self-made, became a big star, fucking became governor of California and shit. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy, right? Like, right. Had sex with his Mexican um, kid helper. He sure, did all he, this stuff. Like, all great Americans, he had an illegitimate love child with, a, with a, somebody who worked with for him. Nanny. That's, like, a, that's right. part of the dream, man. We all I know. bet that was on his list. He had, like, a list of other things. When I go to America, here's all this thing I'm going to do. I'm going to have hot dog. I'm going to... I'm, I just went Russian. All right, whatever. <laughs> Her- Herskulees, you're up. Uh, what 
does this movie mean to you? Give us the, all the goods. Whatever you want to say about this. Give us your review and your oh, man. love. Or well, hate. I want to say, like, first off, right off, I want to get this out of the back, back off the back, because it might be a little bit of a hot take, but I actually prefer Terminator to T2. I know Me I too. T2 oh. is the most yeah. popular one, and most people would be like, that's the best one. To me, it's all about the Terminator. Now, I saw T2 first. I was like 11 or 12 when it came out or something like that. Um, so I, like, not in the theater, but probably, like, right when it was new to video, you know what I mean? This is when they marketed R-rated movies to kids, it was awesome. Yes, um, it was. The Taco um, Bell Pepsi Cups. Hell Remember yeah, that? video yes. games and toys and shit, yeah. hell yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, and, so then, like, loving T2, like I do, because I still, I'm not trying to denigrate it, I do love T2, it's a great action movie, James Cameron's the master of the sci-fi sequel, um, I don't think that's gonna stand up for Avatar, but hey, hey, who cares? He's made his mark. Um, but, uh, when I finally got around to seeing Terminator and, like, I just, I fell in love with it, like, as a movie that stands on its own, it's a great, um, time travel movie, I love the, the way it's a closed loop, like, if you just have the Terminator and there's no other movies... It's perfect. Like, they're fucked up now. That timeline is destroyed. It's garbage now. But if you just had the Terminator movie by itself, it was it's perfect. a great little, like, closed loop, and it, it's a very interesting little... And when it comes right down to it, it's really just a slasher movie. Like, if Michael Myers was a robot skeleton, it's it's <laughs> Halloween. You know what yeah. I mean? It's got a real basic thriller structure, but it's such a smart idea. You know, just kind of pasted over this real basic... You know, and he's got just enough little touches that that flesh out the what the Terminator is and what the world of the Terminator is. It's, I mean, it's really it, it it's legit a movie that is worthy of what it what it became. Like a lot of movies get a big franchise and become a big deal, and you look back and you're like, really? Like, like people are gonna look back on the Transformers franchise, and they're gonna look at that first movie and like that spawned six movies, really? Yeah. That. But you can believe it with the Terminator. You can look and be like, yeah. Like, the same with the Matrix. Like, those Matrix sequels are kind of bunk, but you can see why they wanted to make them, because the first one's so fucking awesome. Like, And that's the same thing with the Terminator. Let me come at you guys with a backup question on this, because you hit a point that really resonated with me, um, uh, C-130. Because I, I was the same way. Like, I had seen Terminator. I love Terminator too. but they say in the beginning that the final battle would take place that night in 1984. So, like, even though Terminator 2 has a lot of iconic scenes, and, and honestly, Linda Hamilton's performance in Terminator 2 is one of the best performances oh, I've ever seen in, in a movie. But putting that on the scales, could you, could, you, could you stand by it? I mean, I personally know my answer, but do you guys, do all three of you guys think that you could, you could justify never making another movie? Like, just saying, even Terminator 2, forget all the other shit. But just Terminator 2 should have never been made. And just leave this a cult classic with no no sequels, no cash grab. No, I don't think so. Because I do think Terminator 2, like much like Aliens, it justifies its own existence. You know what I mean? It's good enough that it, it justifies itself. Even though I think that you could have a standalone and you'd be fine, I, I still think that Terminator 2 deserves to exist. You're you're right. I mean, obviously, but they did something different. They took the bad guy from the first one and made him a good guy and made a new bad guy that was super bad. So that's in itself like a good reason to continue. And unlike the marketing, I'm going to save that twist for my son. Like, he's probably old enough to watch T2. He's getting there. But I'm not. I'm going to wait him out a couple more years and let him watch Terminator first and so I can preserve that beautiful mystery of the beginning of T2 that was spoiled for us by the marketing. Like, if you watch that movie with the mindset of not knowing, you're just like, oh my god, Arnold's back and he's gonna get that kid! Yeah. No, I I saw it blind, and I believed it, and then when Liquid Metal Guy showed up, and he was just so weak, Robert Patrick, I was just like, Oh, I fucking love Robert Patrick, though. Alright, well, pause on that. I I appreciate you bringing that in. Yes, exactly. Yeah, let's go to Jana and talk about actual Terminator. We'll get off T2. Yeah, well, T2 is going to be a wholly different podcast. I was going to say, this um, is a special moment, because I'll just let Jana take it. Yeah, I've never seen the Terminator until tonight. What? (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, what planet are you from, China? 
I mean, my parents exclusively watched watch romantic comedies. So until I was like 16, I didn't see a movie outside of my house. Um, and so it's taken time and some things are just not like a thing that I seek out. It's like, yeah, if I need to see it, I'll see it. And it took this long for the Terminator. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was uh, they thought of all the things. I can see how um, Arnold became super famous because of it. Although I think it's funny that he became super famous playing a character that portrays absolutely no emotion while doing heinous, fucked up things. <laughs> yeah. I find yeah. that. It was, his it's, it's like, tough wow. guy persona, though, was like just solidified. And then, what was it, like a year or two later, he's doing Commando, right? So, I mean, it's. He's hugging and he knew, he knew how to kid. follow up his unkillable image. He was like, he was, was Conan! Oh, yeah, he had already been Conan, hadn't he? That was before this, wasn't it? With the hot chicks! He was banging hot chicks! In bikinis. Conan was very emotional. Remember he punched that horse? (laughs) I mean, my first introduction to Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Twins. And I thought he was awesome. Oh, I love that movie. I thought it was was a great movie. Also, Kindergarten Cop is one of of my favorites. One of the better action comedies he made. (laughs) Yes. Get get away from me with your AIDS. It's horrible. But yeah, no Terminator 2 for me. Um, Tonight's your night, bro. <laughs> I love twins. It's the best. So you hadn't seen like any Terminator movie. So you no, this is the first Terminator movie beautiful. tonight. So Ever. Yeah. And honestly, the only other one I will uh, suggest and, and help promote is number two, but then I'm done. What about Salvation? That was okay. Mm, fuck yeah, all the see, rest. I'm, I'm with Lee. I think Salvation is definitely the best of the sequels that can be ignored. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> It was okay. It wasn't that I bad. appreciate that they tried to do something different. Literally every Terminator movie basically has the same plot. Same so they at story. least kind of yeah. tried something different. And it was a cool setting and stuff. So I, I give them that much. I just think how right. just kept right. going. Like, All right, this time the Terminator's a lady. Let's do that. Yeah, awesome. And my favorite is the last one. Old, old but not obsolete. <laughs> oh, man, Genesis is so bad. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Just stop with one, watch two for the novelty of it, and then move on to other things in life. Two's great, and two's got some really great stuff in it. Um, it does. Like, it's that like little you talk about Linda Hamilton and two, but let's talk about Linda Hamilton a little bit in the yeah. first one. Like, I I love her kind of like scared, doe-eyed performance in this first one, especially when you see the second one. You know, well, you and can she, tell she's already she goes, pretty stacked. Like, right? Oh yeah, she keeps it tight for sure. You know, They're playing it down, and she's got that haircut. Yeah, her hair really takes center stage. I feel like her hair is about <laughs> half of her character. The Dal Sassoon. <laughs> Aquanet. It's real big. <laughs> but like, I mean, there's literally a whole scene where they're just doing their hair. Yeah. Nice. All like, right, well. and James Cameron said that when he called her about the second one, because Arnie called him every six months until they started production on this movie. I was like, when are we doing Terminator 2? And he, James Cameron said when he told Linda Hamilton, she was like, I'll do it, but I want to be fucking crazy. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I threw down yeah, to Jenna. I threw down to Jenna tonight when we were watching this. See, there's a scene in this where the Terminator's on like a raft and there's not enough room for Kyle Reese to get on, so he dies. <laughs> she looks at me and she's like, for real? And I was like, no. It's, Is it's, this it's, my ethics it's, class? It's a Titanic reference. <laughs> Which I should have caught. I know, but it would have been funny. You know, the Terminator on a raft, like, no, this is how I kill you. I maintain the area of raft. That just made me think, for some reason, they were really big on underlining that whoever was dead was dead by leaving their eyes open. Oh, yeah, okay. They did a lot of zoom in on the dead face with the open Definitely with Reese at the end. Like, Reese, the the roommate, Ginger. Ginger. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be like a budget thing too? Like it seems like because this was a small budget movie, so they had to like really scrimp on things. You know what I mean? So maybe some of that art and artistic views and stuff is just basically because they don't have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. They dedicated it all to the weird plastic Arnold head with the glowing eye. That was weird. Which was awesome when I was a kid. The I was effect, like, oh, yeah, I remember, that effect hard. doesn't hold up. 
perfectly, no. but it's. No. It, I remember it being. I remember it like blowing my mind the yes. first time as a kid. Like oh, as a kid, my yeah. God, too. <laughs> I said the same thing. So I saw this in the theater in Colorado Springs, where Lee lives. And, oh man! Um, <coughs> at the Chapel Hill Mall, oh, the theater there. Um, oh my god, the Chapel Hill Mall's that old? What? Yeah, they had a movie theater back then, <laughs> and uh, I saw it with my dad and my brother. And this is what I was telling Jenna. So funny because it's like the only experience in my life that was straight out of a movie. There was this like sassy black woman two two rows in front of me, and she was yelling throughout the whole thing. But in particular, after one of the big scenes that we'll talk about with, with the semi-explosion she's like if he gets up again i'm fucking leaving the theater and i'm like oh no i don't think he's gonna get up again and then of course dun, 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 we get right that. yeah <laughs> yeah i had it for real and the the graphics were perfect when you were 12 and you'd never seen anything oh better. absolutely that prosthetic head right. is flawless when you're 12 years old like. <laughs> <laughs> it's only jenna going like designed for 12 year old boys they need a I like better that, i like i <laughs> feel like it, what's missing is a scene where like because the head is so fake looking now that like <laughs> the hand misses the eye and it's just like he holds up he holds up like a jug of fake milk right. like he just won't even pour he starts guzzling it because it's like gonna make him stronger or something yeah <laughs> wait what yeah, he's so like good. fucked up popeye yeah cartoons <laughs> jenna you didn't since this is your first time what did you think about the music in this movie Oh, there was there were some good moments, but there were a few moments where I was just like, mm mm, what is this? And I I said that to Matthew and he's like, Yeah, it's very nineteen eighty four. I mean, when she was in when she was in Tech Noir. Yeah. Yeah, in Tech Noir, all of that music, I was oh, like yeah. Wow, this might as well be like one of those player pianos that like plays off of a reel. It's totally. like the techno version of that musically. But yeah. also the most iconic thing in the world happened, the Yes. All right. Well, let's get to the favorite scenes. Um, you three are covered. We're good. Um, I'm gonna. Why don't we let Jenna go first? Because you guys might steal. Maybe you'll be surprised. What's your favorite scene? First favorite scene. You get two each. First yes. favorite scenes go to Jenna. Take it away. My first favorite scene is from "I'll Be Back" until he shoots the police chief. Like, yes! setting fire so the, the, to the, the whole poli- cop rampage, basically. The, the cop <laughs> rampage, setting fire to the, like, okay, but why did it, why did it burst into flame? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, he was going through with the gun, that was awesome. That he just, it was just funny, because he was so systematic, like, here's an office, here's a person, boom, here's an office, Oh, when he was person, doing the thing, the, the, the spray and pray, he would just take yes. that Uzi 9mm and just... <sighs> No, nah, he was it using was, the AR-18 in that scene. I mean, Not it was... Is. And this is also... We can talk about Lance Hendrickson. Is in yes. that scene. Um, Ed! Ed, Ed too, the detective. One of only two in men to be killed by a Terminator, cop. an alien, and a Predator. So, yeah, pretty badass. The shmarmy <laughs> cop. I actually kind of enjoyed watching him get killed. It was very fast. But I like <gasps> the I liked the police chief, but the sidekick... Was not my favorite. You probably still have the, the biggest yeah. scene of action, so I don't know. I'll go. Um, yeah. Who's going next? No, we can expand on this. We can expand on this. We haven't really covered it. Okay, yeah, so. we talk a little bit more about Well, because it's an important scene because it's, you know. Iconic. Well, we've had the. You've had the. Like, to the plot of the movie, too. Like, she was sort of starting to believe Kyle, and then the cops come and kind of yeah, save her from exactly. Kyle and reveal that he's like and maybe an insane person. Yeah. And yeah. then Skip the shit breaks off, and she's about to get murdered, and Kyle saves her. So it's like the moment that really like bonds them because now she realizes that it's all real and all that. So it's definitely a, not only is it a big action scene, but it's important. I needed Lance Hendrickson to be like, "I'm sorry, I made fun." And then he gets killed. I mean, I'm kind of bummed that the therapist didn't get killed. Right. He walked out right before Arnold walks in, and it's like, damn it. Uh, no, no, the therapist comes back. You can't kill him. <laughs> okay, okay, so here's the here's the thing. So the Terminator shows up to the police station, and he's like, I'm a friend of Sarah Connor. Can I see her? And this fucking Canadian desk clerk is not even really making eye contact. He's like, writing in cursive. Wait, and he's, he's writing in cursive and, on and the little And form. he's high on maple, maple syrup. And his dirty, his dirty mustache is full of fucking... Oh, yeah, his mustache muck. is full of poop. It's full of poop and, and syrup and... Syrup and, and poop, shit. yeah. No, excuse me, moose shit. And he, he <laughs> smells like maple syrup. And, and you're like, fuck you! 
And then fucking the Terminator's like, oh, I see. You're Canadian. And the guy's like, you can't go see her. Like a Canadian. He's like, little bitch. And, and the Terminator's like, I'll be back. <laughs> and then like a few minutes later, America. Boom! Smashes yeah. into that office. That guy is fucking sorry, done. I can't let you in to see Sarah Connor, eh? I yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really didn't think, like, oh, he's just going to, like, come back in half an hour. <laughs> yes, Jeff! <laughs> he's like, there's a bench over there, eh? She's taking a maple syrup break, eh? And then, boom! Done! Bodily contact from a fucking vehicle. You're done, son. You, you sit great, down, you be dummy of that cop. Like I love a good dummy. Yes, movie. yes. Gets, uh, anytime you get to see a, like even a dummy getting thrown off a building or smash like the one from uh, the one from the Fugitive is one of my favorites. <laughs> well, there's then, this deleted scene from this where the guy that was actually doing the cursive writing it actually showed his naked ass and maple syrup was just pouring from his anus. So that sucked <laughs> for him. But they cut it because it's pornographic. Wrapped in the uh, wrapped in the Canadian flag, right? Yeah, yeah it's just it looks like it looks like um, you know, kind of like sap coming from a tree, but it's going down a purely white butt cheek that has like a little mustache. And just like every dirty Canuck, he's doing all his official documents in Of course pencil. he was. In he was, pencil. He was putting so somebody you can, under the gun. You can falsify a pencil document just by erasing the graphite. That's why you sign everything in wet ink when it's a, when it's legal. All right, well, because because Lee never likes to go first. Uh, First scene, number two, goes to Herskowitz. Take it away, dude. Oh, I gotta say, um, when the Terminator kills the first not Sarah Connor. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, Um, yes! Wait, knocks on the door and... Yes, Sarah Connor. <laughs> yes, kicks that door in, and she's all, and the music kicks in that. And he's got that big fucking hand cannon, hairy, fuck, you know, just dirty Harry style. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. It's just a great because at that point in the movie, we still don't know anything. You know what I mean? So yes. he's just. And, like, that idea, that systematic, like, I'm just going to go and kill every Sarah Connor in the phone book until I find the right one, you know? The best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the younger listeners who are listening to this to learn how to cuss, back in the day, we had these things called phone books. And it told you, you looked up somebody's name, and it told you their phone number. It was horrible. (laughs) They were these big, giant, like, yellow books, and they were heavy as hell. They you were could kill somebody with them. Destruction. Oh, you could yeah. cream. Cops used to use them to beat prisoners and yeah. get confessions. Watch the forensic files. People die from them. Yeah. <laughs> you can also take part of them and strap them on your body, and it'll be stab-proof. True. Boom. That's true. Yeah. All right, well, Lee, um, you're up. What's your first favorite oh, scene? Oh, well, it's not the nudie scene that you think it is. What? No, I wrote that it's one not. down. I'm like, when all right. Hamilton's no. boobies didn't make the cut. No, no, <laughs> no. When when Kyle Reese, I don't know though. Cut, like again, much like the Carrie thing, it's not even so much her boobs. The weight when she grips those sheets, that oh, was like yes. a thing when I was a kid. Like, oh, hey, what is happening here? <laughs> it was, What's uh, happening it was... to her lower torso that's making her grab those sheets so tightly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's boy time. He must be yes. tickling her really hard. Um... <laughs> Uh, she's holding in a the, fart harder than any <laughs> shared bed situation ever she's like that would be awesome you know they have this beautiful sex scene and then he gets up to go to the bathroom oh, and then you just hear <laughs> he's like <laughs> waits till he's out of the room and just lets it loose which is why you never eat Mexican food before you get a blowjob everyone knows that I like that the theme of this like entire conversation is centered around 12 year old mentality you would need a poop based luminol to find the spray that her butt did when her anus opened up with her big fart and sprayed the wall of that hotel room no. <laughs> your knowledge of butt sex is astonishing You're <laughs> I'm not saying they had butt sex I'm saying he's really had, into luminol she had a wet fart <laughs> and yes there, God, there's gotta be astral glide man myself old fashioned um, okay because I'm a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> Store brand. No. I'm sorry. I got completely um, sidetracked. So where are we at? We're still. My favorite scene. We're still. We haven't got to Lee's first, favorite first favorite scene yet. First favorite. Okay, scene. Okay. Wait. He said he was skipping the sexy ones. What is the one? Oh yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So. 
Sarah Connor. <laughs> we thought it was door. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, Lee. Sarah Connor comes out the door, and Matt scares her, and then uh, Matt and and Ginger are having sex. And as a little kid, I, I was into Ginger as a little kid. I was like five, and I was like, I don't know what it is, and no, it's not Ginger the postcoital sandwich. Yeah, but there's something about that girl. I don't know what I want to do. She's like the way that dude fights the Terminator yes. in his underpants. And, yeah. dude, and dude, and like in his banana hammock. But like, here's yes. the thing: is like mm-hmm. Matt survives a long fucking time he with does. no weapons against a Terminator. He's like, like, don't he don't make me fuck you up, that bro. You, right. <laughs> bro, you did good, son. I'm he proud does. of you, man. If there's a heaven, dude, you you got a good spot, bro. Because you, hey, you fucking showed up. Bobby has a Porsche, and, then, and, guy, and so he, he gets wrapped accomplished. up. And she's and she's all dancing around making a meal after sex. Man, how romantic is that? And then the next thing you know, like he comes, she's she's coming back to the room with a beautiful sandwich. Yeah, and she's milk. gonna feed him, feed herself. After, have after fucking, I was like, bro, Ginger. Now that I'm a grown up, I know why. And then and then, <laughs> boom, he comes out the door and he just looks like hamburger meat. He's just been destroyed. Oh and yeah. Then, See, hey, wait, Lee. Were you as sad as I was that she dropped the sandwich? I'm like, oh, wait, that was the... you just show it down when you see him beat up? Like, set it on the counter, find yeah. out what happens, because that was a good-looking sandwich. That was a, that was a, that was a sandwich that was super generous. But, you say, know, there is one thing here that we, that we didn't mention that would like be a total red flag for me is uh, on the roommate level or a girlfriend level, uh, pet iguana free roaming. That's a red flag. Yeah. Like that's I, I, what's what's going on with that iguana? You know, if this could have been like let to go, like the scenario had no Terminator. Eventually, Porsche dude would have tried to rape Sarah Connor. It would have been a whole court case and stuff. Because you know he did the sexy thing. Oh like my god! Do we have to watch court files every time? We... No, stop it. He did. <laughs> he knew it was Sarah. I'm tired of making it something awful. It would have been, uh, you know, Sarah's let down or gets stood up. Consensual three way. Okay. No, that's even fine. better. Sarah yeah. gets. Sarah goes to the Technor, gets herpes. And has unprotected sex with some guy she doesn't know. Has his baby. Gets an abortion. Can never have a child again. No, I read an original I feel copy like of you're this. You're turning the Terminator into kids, right? Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> well, original copy of this, the Terminator had AIDS blood in his in his mechanical penis, and he was just giving everybody AIDS. He's like, "Hello, look at my awesome no. body." So bad. It's, it's got was, gears. It's got like an automatic transmission with ten ten gears. Yeah, that's why he was so stacked. Okay, I'm going to full circle back around to Jenna. <laughs> Jenna, favorite scene, numero dos. Yes. Um, <clears throat> let's see. That means two. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. I think, I think my second favorite... Uh, that's hard. I think, it's, I think it's when he stuffs the pipe bomb into the, trick. the Terminator's yeah. chest. Oh, sure. The big... At the end, and the, 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 like, when he splits in half. The Robotron blow up. Yeah. Yeah. It was I, cool. That's I, like the, sal- the sacrificial moment, you know. Yeah. Yeah. When you think it's really done. I mean, it's not, but you think it is. Like, because he blew all up. The Robotron blow Nice. Well, I'm not participating, but I want one of you to choose my favorite scene, so I'm still waiting. So we're full circle back around. It's Herskules. Um I do... I love your scene, by the way, Jana. First off... I forgot it actually happened. I'm like, how does... I'm like watching the whole thing. I thought he got blown up with the truck thing. But well, I forgot about the sacrificial skin, And that's when he goes full skeleton. Right. And then we start into the chase in, in, in the... Uh, whatever that whatever that factory is. Yeah. You can have a whole, like, freaking super crash. You can have lo- tons of, like, uh, munitions against him. But it's a pipe bomb in the ribs that actually blows him up. Up. It's actually near the pelvis region. region. It's like Sorry, yeah. right, yeah. right near his I'm penile, impressed you know. by how by how effective pipe bombs are in the future. Also in the Weird. current. I watched a yeah. forensic files today. Where a guy <laughs> got set one. They covered the outside of the pipe bomb in those little gold nuts that you you know, like uh, little like yeah. they're yeah. And that in particular like killed this seventeen year old boy who was illegally mm. selling CBs and cheating people on the internet. But somebody sent a bomb to him and blew him up and killed. It blew him up, 
killed him, and it blew his mom's leg off and her fingers. Jesus, J- Jana, as a as a as someone from Eugene, Oregon, you have a proud heritage mm. of eco terrorism. <laughs> we invented eco terrorism. I've heard about that. Yes, I've yeah, heard and, about that. And pipe bombs were like the norm in the nineties. Like I don't know how many times, and it was always like the back of a tattoo shop, and it was like somebody was making a homemade bomb. And it went off. Homemade pipe bomb. It was yeah. pretty common. One so blew we... up in my cousin's face and he still has like little bits of, um, little tiny bits of shrapnel oh. from, like embedded in his face. Like he thought he was going to be blind, but he had bandages for a few months and regained his sight. But yeah, it was a thing. Or go ducks. All right. Go ducks. Hercules, you're up. <laughs> Give it to us. Um, I think. I think I got to go with the uh, the shootout at Noir. Yeah, um, oh, that's a good one. Mm, that's a good one. Well, and again, we're like it's because part of it's like the same thing what you're talking about with T two, where we're at that point in the movie where we don't know who's who yet. We don't know who like we don't know we know Kyle Reese is there too, but we don't know that he's necessarily a good guy. We just know that both these people are looking for Sarah Connor, you know, and. Uh, She's like freaked out by him, but he's actually there to protect her. And then I like to, I like the police shootout. Lots of carnage, lots of bodies. But those are all cops, and they're all, you know, they 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 chose to put their lives on the line. I like all the collateral damage at Technor. I like that all those <laughs> filthy punks are getting shot up and shit. Just blow that place to hell. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the best part is that he's got that he's got the handle sawed off on that shotgun, which I've never seen before. I don't know what kind of shotgun that is. And, uh, and he fucking, uh, he goes in there and like, he busts that out so fast. You're like, bro, this motherfucker is real. Yeah. Can he we, whips that we... out from under, he's like, makes that, he's got, makes that a, sling. the thing out of the, the sling yeah. out of like a cord yeah. and you know, it's all, yeah. I like how even though he's from the future because it's like that shitty future and they've had to like really s- scrape together. He's got good like skills, good, like gritty, you know, down to earth skills, survival skills. Yeah, man. He doesn't need to know how to do Instagram. He needs to know how he's to make basically John Rambo or from speak. the future. Yeah. yeah. But let's, let's, if I may, I would just like to point out that he really plays that character. Really. You really believe that he came from like, the apocalypse and he's like blown first of all it's well, like really he weird. a little crazy like he plays him frayed at the edges recent all right yeah. like he's fucked up <laughs> multiple times jana brought up things that reese was doing that weren't normal but i'm just and i and i think we both agreed in the end yeah you just got this like wild dog kind of person like he says yeah. it. no i wasn't there for the war i grew up this fucking after trash child that couldn't eat so of course he comes to the modern day and he's just like, no, you need to listen to me. This is the way things are going down. Shut the fuck up. It's scary out there. And she's like, mm, that's cool, honey. Like, I don't know if I believe you yet until shit hits the fan. You have plumbing and trees? What the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's fucked. I mean, their world is completely like down to just nothing. And our world is like the rich bounty of capitalism before you. Oh, how do you do you need do you need condoms? We have condoms. Mm. We have di- we have nine different kinds of condoms for you right here. You no, know, the greatest condom whiskey? in the world is you watching Sarah Connor's picture burn. <laughs> Never get it up again, bitch. No, that's so not a condom. It was sad. That's not a condom. So how, sad. how do we feel about the whole idea that John Connor like? kind of like preset he kind of like traps his own dad in a way like i know how do you feel about that's a little weird right because he kind of like sets this guy up he's like hey hey man isn't my mom hot i'll say this (laughs) it is a perfect circle like he knew and by having the tapes he knew what he had to do and the trouble with the situation is he i think if i were him well do i close the loop i don't know that's why it's a perfect single 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 series, single episode. Right. Like yeah. you finish uh, it, she goes to Mexico, learns to not. ask for gas out of a book, has a big gun. Folotanko. Folotanko. Yes. <laughs> Espanol. <laughs> In my Jeepo, please oh. For right now. Yeah. Thank you, oh. Um no. I was gonna say, Jana. Yes. Outside of the fact that to the Terminator tells us that the most perfect thing you can do with a time machine is go back in time, fuck your best friend's mother, and then not be around for him. 
what is the what is what if if you had a time machine, what would you do and why? Uh, I mean, there are so many things that I kind of get become flooded with the possibilities, but I think. I don't know. Probably the first thing I would do is go back to like Prohibition era. I'd want to wander around New York and Chicago during Prohibition era and like see all the weird like underground stories and crazy shit that was happening then. Hmm. That just sounds you? fun. I'm into that. I'm into the that. speakeasies. Yeah. What about yeah. you, C130? Oh, you know, I mean, I know they always say, oh, you shouldn't do that, whatever. I would fucking go kill baby Hitler. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, we'll just get a different Hitler or it'll just be someone else. Well, I'll give that a shot then. I don't care. Uh, let's, let's try it out. I'm willing to give that a crack. So, uh, I love that. yeah, I'm taking the, I'm taking the low road. I'm going to kill baby Hitler. I so knew that was going to come. Good for you, buddy. I love it. Yeah. So finally, Lee, let me reverse it back. Give it to us. As it's like anything, any good thing in life, it'd be about a girl. Mm. I would uh, go back in time Wait, in the 60s. Abraham for... Lincoln's wife? Right after he was no. shot in the head? No, You're yeah. sick. With, You're her, sick. with his brain yeah. still on yeah. her. Still yeah. warm on the wall of the center. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, baby. Thank you. Um, the, uh, the, the thing is, is that uh, in the 60s, Susan Denberg admittedly burned out from modeling and movies due to cocaine and casting couches. Mm -hmm. And a couple years before that, I would have played the stock market just right, knew every stock I needed to get into, buy an estate in Vienna, practice my German, and then right before she burns out, move out to Hollywood, get a house in the hills, and just try everything I could to to tell her that even though I don't know you, I've I've loved you from the day I saw you, and I would I would love you with a volcanic intensity and give you a million babies and you'd want for nothing. And I came from the future just to have a shot at you. I gotta say, if a man approached me talking about his volcanic intensity, I might take a couple steps back. So for well, you don't get the get time it. machine, you may want to rethink that introduction. You don't wanna you don't wanna get it in your eye, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. But uh, I'm just, I'm just saying that like I would I would come at her and be like, you know, listen, I wouldn't tell her right away, but I'd be there for her. And if it didn't work out, fuck it. I have lots of money in the 60s. What do you want from me? That's fair. All right. Well, Lee, you're up. Um, what's your second favorite scene? And hopefully it's um, my, my one big favorite scene from this, because otherwise I will actually interject my own. Okay. So my second favorite scene is when they're in the apocalypse. God damn and, it. All right. I love how J- disappointed he is in us. <laughs> JK, my second favorite scene is boobies. No, boobies. But they're in the pocket. I guess your favorite scene and got mine. What? And no, what? no, come on. Listen. Pack lips, me. No, I, no, it wasn't my favorite scene. Oh, good. All right, go for it. I just wanted to be a cunt. That would be funny. Because, you know, those are the most boring scenes, the apocalypse. I was going to let you go, and I just would have been like, I literally would have muted Smacked my head against the wall, come back, wipe the blood off of it, flush that down the toilet, because forensic evidence, and then let you keep going. So here we are. Dude, I swear to God, if you fucking mentioned forensic evidence one more time, <laughs> He's so the next close time to I done, see you, I, can't I will wait. kick you in the dick. He's so First close thing. to done with all of it, and I'm so... Oh my God, no. Listen, stop. I'm about to take forensic... Stop! Stop! We were Stop! on vacation in Vancouver, and he literally pointed out oh, every day. Gross! Just <laughs> stop, man. If if all you have is forensic, every fucking problem is forensics. Stop! Stop right. being okay. so okay, 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 okay. Give me your second favorite scene. I'm done. It's the boobies. We already know that. Nice. You know that. I know that. Oh. Everyone knows that. It was hot. It was a passionate scene. And you don't look at Linda Hamilton as a sex... You know, is it a sex symbol? No. It doesn't matter. By that time, you were, like, so ready to come that, like, when they came, you kind of had a little pre-come. It was beautiful. Nice. Well, can I trump you all, please? Because you all missed the best scene in this movie. You mean you're going to be a piece of is shit? It, is it Terminator arrival <laughs> scene? Is that the no. He said, he said Trump will trump us all. Don't oh, say that. Yeah, that's, that was the worst term. God damn it. Yeah. It's been ruined. 
let me override you all and say, in my uh, humble opinion, the finest scene in this movie, because it's, it's stuck with me through my life. I mean, I think of it all the time. It's the fucking gun shop scene. Oh, yes! I love yeah, that scene. That it's the one. best scene ever! It's just that classic. Ain't... I love the way we talked about it in other episodes. He's like, you know, give me the combat shotgun. And he's like, give me the Uzi 9mm. And the guy's like, you know your guns. And he's like, give me the, you know, plasma rifle. Yeah, some kind of plasma X2. cannon or something. Right? <laughs> he's like, just what you see, pal. And I love that guy, whoever he is, the guy that's selling the guns. He's so cool. I know him from, like, all the I love him in Demon Knight. He was so good at yeah. yeah. So then yeah, the classic Knight. thing, Underrated. the thing that hits at home. Is, there's ammunition on the counter. He, of course, bro. It's America. <laughs> shotgun shells. He could just. He's like, you can't do that. And then, <laughs> wrong. Done. Yeah. Done. 1984. The last year you could buy an automatic weapon. All right. Well, well you couldn't do it in California, but you could do it anywhere else. Pretty much. That was my favorite thing in the world. I love the I love the AR-18 that he has in the in the police station, and he's got. Now I know that. For speed preferences, they drop the mag, and then they just pull another one. But, like, aesthetically, I think the clip with the duct tape clip upside down yeah. is just... I think that should be a staple of every movie. I think that should be in every movie. Like, I did it. I, I mean, it, it, it just... I know it's not practical, but it feels fucking great. You know? And it looks great. It looks It looks so good to be like, bro, 40 rounds... And I got another forty waiting for you right here. Yeah, absolutely. Ask me, ask me about my free bullet program. I'm from the future, and I'm a cyborg. I love it. All right, we're gonna go full circle back to final thoughts before we get to our top nine challenge because three people. Um, so I am going to start uh, as we started the first sequence with Hercules. Uh, no, I, yeah, no, I did. Yes, your guest. Do it. Give us your final thoughts. Anything you think that we didn't actually hit home? Uh, you know, I'm trying to think if there's anything that we didn't cover. Um, maybe just a shout out to Stan Winston for the Terminator yes. design. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just an incredible and I'll talk about iconic. And I mean, it's it's perfectly simplistic, even though it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would robots... <laughs> I, I, it makes sense for the Terminator. I guess what I'm talking about is later on when you see, like them walking like a bunch of army of Terminators with no right. skin. He says, like, he says they're hard to spot. Yeah, like why would you make your fighting... Your your soldier robots wouldn't look like that. Just your infiltrator ones would. Like right. why would you have an army of dudes with no skin just... Oh, we have these extra Terminator chassis lying around, so th- toss, a, <laughs> toss a plasma <laughs> cannon in his hand and put Wait, him on the stick, front line stick to there. number one. Stick to number one. <laughs> yes, but just number one. Uh, yes. That design is so good and so like simple, but effective and uh also we talked a little bit about him but i want to shout out michael bean as um uh, kyle reese and also just why didn't like what happened after 1989 or the in 1993 people stopped putting michael bean in things he was awesome he was like the sci-fi action guy of the 90s or of the, of the 80s i mean and then like the last big thing he did in the 90s was Tombstone, and they disappeared for, like, 15 or 20 years. Like, As crazy. a new watcher, Jana was totally, like, no way about um, Kyle Reese, the Michael Bain. Whiny. Uh, yeah. Mm, whiny. It. He was. He was so whiny. And he and he didn't have... He's frazzled. His brain is fried. He's, he's, he's got PTSD and shit from living in the apocalypse. And I get that from, like, a current perspective, but in the 80s, like, a leading, like, action figure shouldn't sound like a rat in human form. And that's kind of, like, he had that kind of inflection and awkwardness about the way he did pretty much everything. The other thing is you have to make him the exact opposite of of Arnie. Right, that's kind of where I'm thinking, too. It's like, you couldn't have had another Arnold, uh, you know, show up to save her. You know, a big, okay. bulky, you know who you could tough have had? guy. Christopher Lambert. It would no. have been fucking oh, fuck personal. It would have been perfect. What are you, cruising for a piece of ass? He would have been, hey, he would have been, hey, Terminator, you cruising for a piece of ass? Fuck that. Would have been good. No, I think, actually, Robert Patrick is, like, a perfect 
analog to like what they did with Kyle Reese. It's like they kind of flipped that script in T2. That's one of the things I really like about the casting of Robert mm. Patrick in that movie. You know, they kind of took somebody who almost looks like Michael Bean and made him, you know, and then recast him as a real oh, dangerous no badass. No, no, because really, Michael Bean does look like a rat. And what's his face? Uh, he does have that weird, strained inflection, man. He's yeah. always uh, he's talking like he's pushing out of shit. T2 guy but, looks yes. like professional. And that's what made him so good as this liquid metal god of, of terminating. Robert Patrick. Yeah, he looked like Max Headroom with dark hair. Yeah. He, he always plays somebody that's afflicted. And the point is is that you get the... you In this, you get the sense that he really has never seen a world like we live in. And imagine that. Like, imagine coming from a place where this shithole... He, and then you... It's like going from Detroit to... I mean, he's, you know, he's a virgin. Hollywood Hills. He's a fucking virgin. Yeah, he's a fucking virgin. I know, right? <laughs> like, you're talking about him being weird and whiny. Yeah, he's a fucking virgin. <laughs> he's never been... He hasn't had pussy since pussy had him. But honestly, All think right? about how much better the pussy that in in the past is. Like, think how dirty and yeah. stanky and nasty and unkempt. It's just going to be rough. That, that apocalypse pussy is rough. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to go to Jenna. Jenna. Uh, give us final thoughts before we go to Leroy Brown. You know, I wish that I'd seen this at the when it came out, when it was in its heyday. Because watching it now, it was interesting. It was like clearly a good and important movie, but it was kind of like watching um, uh, Citizen Kane. Like everyone watches it, you got to watch it, but then you watch it and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, I know it was all really new then, but now it feels like there are just parts of it, like the weird blue lightning that feels so dated that they take me out of some of the things that are super Mm -hmm. cool about it. So it was this like kind of weird back and forth for me, like some of the things that really took me out of the story that I think were very new and like groundbreaking at the time that the movie came out, but now like were the things that pulled me out of what I felt was like a really interesting story. And then I also, I, I wanted like one of the characters to like get to me and all of the characters felt, Oh, except for ginger. Actually I was down with ginger. They, a lot of, like most of them, all of them, Sarah felt, Sarah just felt like a person that happened to be there. Like there was nothing about Sarah, Arnold or um, Reese that made me like care that much whether they lived or died. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go meta. Okay. So because Jana is kind of hitting on something I thought about too. So I mean, obviously, like you when you know when you see this the effects that they couldn't it, back in '84 or whatever this was when they couldn't afford really good effects that stand the time. I wanted to say. What is there? You guys watch YouTube in particular. Watch a lot of movies. Yes. So, um, what is there a movie? Because I couldn't. The only thing I could think of was like in the recent history was like Dread, the new Dread. But is there? A, and even then, it's comic booky. Is there a movie that can kind of compare to this in the modern era? And 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 I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the effects. I'm talking about like the. Just the story, and and this is like a movie that obviously, by the way, they cut some scenes like Arnie in the beginning and killing that one dude with the weird face. Like they, where they cut it, it was like they didn't have a lot of money, but it just it just looks so visceral. And the and the world and the models and, and the beginning and the apocalypse stuff it made it look so real. Is there anything that you that you guys see as an action sci fi movie that even compares? Because I, I, I mean, me, I don't know of anything. I, I kept, I kept thinking like, what are the best action movies I've seen in a while? And I thought, uh, Dread, Wolverine, and um, or Logan. But I'm saying like, and I watched like The Mechanic, and I watched, I, I watched Gator. I've watched I, a lot I, of seven. I got, yeah, I'm talking I got about this. It. I got the answer. Okay. I, I know the okay. answer. It's Mad Max Fury Road. That was a good movie. I haven't seen it yet. But I heard it was a great movie. It's incredible. It's and it's like 
uh, visceral, like a lot, very little. They use digital effects, but it's all just to like take out wires and things. All the like stunt work and like the everything's real gritty, real practical. It looks, it's a very beautiful, like vividly colored, you know. So it's got like the the visual style like Terminator has in its own way. So that would be my that would be my pick. Fun fact: I own that Blu-ray copy from DVD Bunker, and Fuck I've never yeah, I it. sent I'm it to you. You want it? I've, yeah. I've never, I've never, I've never watched. I've never even opened it. It sits in my. Well, I'm telling you, man, watch it I'm gonna, because it's I'm, what you're looking for. <laughs> watch Upgrade. Ooh, Upgrade's good too. Upgrade's still a little more cerebral than the Terminator is, and it's like. Not in its ideas, but in its, like, presentation, you know what I mean? It's got a little bit more of a, like, art house feel to it than Terminator does. Well, Terminator was just trying to do something that they didn't know what they were doing yet. Like, they come from the 70s, and they're like, well, we've done stupid shit. So, I don't know. The Terminator is really special. But Upgrade is I don't incredible. Know. Upgrade <laughs> it's is, good. It's really is good. amazing. Like, it's it would be the modern-day Terminator. Hmm. It's something totally new you don't expect exactly the way it's going down and even like the twist ending which i won't spoil it's it's not so much a twist as much as like watching the process from beginning to end is is brilliant all right well that was perfect um well let's get to the top i'm calling it a top six challenge but it's a top nine challenge because i have three people who are competing mm-hmm. um i'm not going to follow the same order just to be ge- generally weird so who wants to go first Wait, who wants someone else to go first? I want everyone else to go first. Right, oh. of course you do. Nailed which makes it. me want Lee to go first. Oh, no. which... Erskalis, you're first. Woo! Boom. All right. <laughs> Tab 6 Challenge, number one. I'm going to pull up a little text file here, because I don't always keep track, and then I get made fun of by Lee, because he makes fun of my math. My math is good! Okay. You're not Asian, bro! So you're not Asian! One. Q1, I'll do a X for good, or, uh, wait, no, whatever, Y or N. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Just take off your shoes, you'll be fine. Exactly. You're the best. In the movie, Star Trek First Contact, which <gasps> enemy faction travels back in time to take over the Earth? Oh, that's bullshit! Yeah. You could have gone uh, first, Lee. I think it's the Klingons. No! 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 It's the Borg! First contact, they're trying to stop Ephraim Cochran. Ephraim Cochran is going to go... He's going to go... Zephyrin Cochran. Klingons in first contact? Is that the one with Klingons? No, no. first contact is the... You're fucking throwing. (laughs) Fuck you. He's throwing! Come on, Lee. Not everybody knows Star Trek. But you did not choose to go first, so shut the fuck up. All right, who's taking number two? I will. Jana. All right, so Jana... What is not one of the skills that Phil Connors learned during his time reliving Groundhog Day? Um, oh, shit, wait, that's hard. This is unfair because there's no... It should be multiple choice, so I'll do multiple choice. Um, uh, piano? Um, dating girls? Um, robbing banks? Uh, being a chef? Being a chef. <laughs> He also learned ice sculpting. <laughs> I forgot ice sculpting. He learned ice yeah. sculpting. He did. He read French poetry. He did French poetry. Okay. I smell a fix. All right, let's do this. All right. <laughs> no. Europe. No, so I didn't tell you this, Lee. Um, I hate to bring it on you now. You were uh, in the restroom. Um, I did not come up with my own questions this time. I'm stealing them from a website, and they're all about time travel. So, yeah. Okay. I would have done, I was telling her skills. How did you, like, know, okay, hold on, dude, C-130, you're like my hero. How did you not know the board? You not, are you not Star Trek? No, I'm not much of a Star Trek guy. <gasps> oh, I know. You have a flaw. It's a blind, I got a blind spot. Never been much of a Star Trek guy. I do like the newer ones, the, the new trilogy that they did. That was a... All right, Leroy. Donnie Darko is a mesmerizing story of a young man who's visited by a mysterious time traveler in a demonic-looking bunny suit. During which decade does this film take place? The 80s. That is correct. Well done. Yes! I guessed! I didn't even know. I just remember the, the bunny on I the cover thought it was of the, the 90s. 80s. Why don't you take off that stupid human suit? <laughs> no, it was totally the 80s. 
The soundtrack exactly. is so eighties. I've never seen Donnie Darko. Suck what? on that. Never. You Not even there's a Donnie fire. Darko, Lee. I, I don't know. That stuff. might be one of those movies that like I I don't know. It's time. I don't know. Does it does it read a little kind of like up its own ass now though? Like when you revisit it, mm-hmm. I like the director's cut. The regular one reads very. I like the director's very, cut too. Like, I know it's the dumbed 2000s. down version, but I like the director's cut. The director's cut I feel like is better than the cut that was released at the at the time, which was what like two thousand. Yeah, two thousand one, like something like that. This is inappropriate to admit, but I actually like Johnny Depp. So. What does Johnny Depp have to do with this? Because a lot of people, because now he's a sellout. Because he blows his money, like, he, like, buys, like, he drinks, like, $500 bottles of wine, and he bought, like, a, a $2 million cannon to throw. Uh, I mostly his... people just don't like that he smacked his old lady around, right? Amber Heard? Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Uh, he, he did, like, a bunch of shit. He's just bad shit crazy, but I, I like a, I like the ninth game. There's some, Donnie, you know there's some I mean? Johnny Depp movies I love. Uh, Donnie Brosco is an amazing Johnny Depp yes. movie. Yes. Dude, the Black Mass was an underrated. I thought Black Mass was all right. I like Diane Brosco. Oh, <laughs> no. Black Mass, way better. Next one up is Herskilles. Uh Let me find it here. Here we go. Are you sure? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've got a, <laughs> yeah, a no for Herskilles, the first one. Yes for Janet. Yes for Lee. You guys both got yours. This one's for Herskilles. A man starts a conversation on his father's old CB radio. Changing the future in the pro- in the process. What Whoa. movie is it? You actually have a um, multi uh, question answer thing. I don't need want. it. It's frequency. Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel. <laughs> All right, you got it. The man who played Jesus. Good for you, buddy. And Good that's about you. it, right? I mean, yeah. that was about yeah. it for him after yeah. that. He was done. All right, the next one is going to Chana. That didn't that movie make like two hundred fifty billion worldwide? Like it was oh, big in the middle. It was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I never saw Lots it. Lots of static, and it was dumb, but I liked it. No, I'm yeah. talking about the Passion of the Christ. Not oh god, I love that movie too. I, I mean... thought you were talking about Phenomenon <laughs> with John Travolta. No, I don't like that one. <laughs> okay, I thought you were talking about White you're... Noise with Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about. Uh... Insert movie title with a CB. Jenna, the Back to the Future trilogy follows the adventures of Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox, and his eccentric scientist friend, Dr. Emmett Doc Brown. Yeah. In which of these movies did Marty jeopardize the timeline with a book? <gasps> I know this one. You have a choice of one, two, and three. You have a three right. movies. In one of them, he jeopardized the timeline with a book. <gasps> I know this one. You know this one, right? Two and three? Oh, of course. Of course, of course. It's size. Uh, three? No. It was no, it's two. And I the, the second. The sports three. almanac. Yeah, the sports almanac. Yep. Yes. God damn it. Oh my god, I can't believe I knew one. It happened. It has. Since like Vietnam. All right. That brings us to. Ah, here we go. Uh, this is for Lee. Lee, what event in the history. In, what event in history is the USS Nimitz? Sent back to witness in the 1980 movie *The Final Countdown*. The Nimitz is a aircraft carrier. Exactly. I'm gonna say you can't use it in the nuclear bomb in Japan because it would be. It would be like in danger. You know, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say Hiroshima. No, it was the attack on Pearl Harbor. Mm. In this oh, movie, okay. They, it it okay. gets in this strange fog and it's transported back. Okay. And it tries to like help out Pearl Harbor because it sees the Japanese planes coming in. It was really, really cool movie. Anyway, you got an N on that one. All right. Um, that's our first. Two. So we have Hercules. No. We're all tied. We're tied. Yeah. We tied we are it up, tied, right? right? Yeah. All right. All right. So those last three are going to define it. Uh, next one comes up to Hercules, and it's this. For the time jump in this movie, the characters have to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. You have a choice if you want all four. Yeah, give me multiple choice. No, be uh, a man. 
Don't detect that. The Moshman prophecies crossing the bridge. 1201 or Kate and Leopold? Give me, give me those choices again. Sorry. The Mothman Prophecies, Crossing the Bridge, 1201 or Kate and Leopold? Damn, I seriously do not know. Kate and Leopold. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> the Mothman, right. the Mothman is a... I was say Mothman doesn't really have... I mean, it has time travel. It's like lost time. It is a West Virginia thing. It's a, it's a conspiracy theory. It's an Ohio it's thing, not. actually. Well, okay. Well, either way. <laughs> Both sides of the river, baby. <laughs> Places I will never go for 1,000, Alex. You're missing out. Ohio's the heart of it all, didn't you hear? <laughs> no. It's the Middle East to me. I'm from Oregon. Yeah, the Middle East. Oh my god, you're going to hate this because this is Jenna, not you, Lee. Through <sighs> Nemesis. How oh, many, fuck! How many, how many Star Trek films have dealt with time travel? <sighs> you I don't have to guess. You don't know. She doesn't watch Star Trek. I don't even know how many movies there are. Exactly. I'm well, goddammit. Um, three. Yes! That's perfect. <laughs> four That's four plus the okay. one he had for uh, First Contact plus Nemesis. So, okay, so in the fourth one, which is the best fucking one. Like, can you imagine, like... Okay, how much, how much PCP and acid do you have to take to write a movie where you're like, Listen, here's the deal. A shitty ass looking sausage is going to come in space, and it's going to destroy the Earth, the Federation and the Earth unless we get some whales. So Kirk like takes a fucking Klingon spaceship back in time with a cloaking device because the Federation is not allowed to have a cloak, and like they go back to the what early nineties, late eighties, and like they get some whales. They break the all the time shit by introducing translucent aluminum and they fucking bring back some fucking whales some humpback whales and save the history and how and how would you think that that would be the greatest star trek movie and one of the best movies ever seen of all time oh it's so much and fun. yet it is it's Remember? one of the best oh, movies a keyboard how quaint yeah and then he's like he's like mccoy's in the hospital and she's on dialysis he's like dialysis he's like this is the middle ages and he gives her like a pill, and her yeah, it's a pill to cure cancer. <laughs> he, so, no, it's a okay. Like, wait, wait, wait. So I, I asked you to define the three, and you didn't. So now it's time for your question. Okay. In time after time, that's a movie name. In 1979, we learned that legendary British author H.G. Wells, played by Malcolm McDowell, has built an actual time machine, and one that uh, John Leslie Stevenson, played by David Wardson, is actually Jack the Ripper. So he goes, he take, he steals um, Wells' time machine, and he goes back in time to kill more ladies. Uh, what city did he find himself in when he went back in time? Well, forward in time to the 80s to kill ladies. It's really just a guess, big cities in the U.S., if you don't know. I know. Like, this is like, this is going to take all my cunning. Yeah. Hold on. Spectacles, testicles, wallet, watch. Let me take a drink. Good call. Me too. I'm I'm gonna say be, because of when it was I'm gonna say LA because of when it was filmed. You know, I think it should have been LA too, but it was San It was New York. San Francisco. Oh, oh fucking yeah. San Francisco. For some San Francisco, reason, just like it's your... more like a real, it's more like London structurally than LA. Well, there you go. No yeah. one is ever downtown in LA. It's a ghost town downtown. Oh, LA. that's true. But the thing is, is that you fucked me again, San Francisco. You fucked me in sports, <laughs> and you fucked me again. Uh, let me do the math here. Uh, first... I lost. It's a, it's two. It's a two way tie. Herskley's name are tied. Oh, I got to come up with the time record. Easy. I've got Excuse here. me, his name is C-130, and he'll make you shiver when he delivers. C-3PO? No, C-130. I'm not, that's not even the good droid. Come on, I'm more, much yeah. more an R2-D2. These are not the robots you're looking for, Star Wars. This is the tiebreaker, and whoever yells it out first wins. This is oh. Jenna and C-130, head-to-head. You just gotta listen to my question and yell it first. And Lee, you're the judge of who yells it first, Okay. Which real-life president is shown in the movie 
Contact. Clinton. <laughs> well, there wasn't even a thing. Guess what? Herskelis, you were just defeated by the power oh, of Bill Clinton. Man. I've never, no, I'm not a contact. No, I'm not a How do you know that about Contact? I love that movie. I've seen it like 14 <laughs> times. Who watches Contact? Me. Me. I love Contact too. Well, Don't we're you... all watching Citizen Kane. She's out watching Contact. Okay? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean... wasn't it cool? Like, first of all, like Jodie Foster is like on point in that movie. Yeah, okay. it's based on Carl Sagan. It's badass. It's the Interstellar of its day. It's missing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Interstellar. Interstellar is awesome. It's one of my favorite no, movies. No, that movie is garbage. Well, I know who won't be invited to the Chris Nolan fucking series. Hey, hey, Chris Nolan's got two great trilogies. He's got the Dark Knight trilogy, and then he's got Memento, uh, Prestige, mm. and Inception, and that's a great yeah. trilogy. And he's got Interstellar. No, are we do, are we doing Interstellar this? is quite good as well. <laughs> are we doing this as yeah. a team? Oh. And, and on top of that, on top of that, like we Interstellar is a movie where they could have fucked you right in the midway point with Matt Damon, but no, they give you the goods. What is Even, that Matt Damon cameo? They were like, "Hey, you still got that suit from The Martian? You want to pop into our movie?" Right. <laughs> and kill and kill and kill people. I mean, doesn't everyone want to kill? No, listen. I know it's Matthew not lining up. It's not lining up, but I'm going to make it line up. Oh, boom! It's like fuck. well, as far as I'm concerned, I'm Matt Damon has time down case and then find not yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Help me! Oh. Well, thank God he hasn't <laughs> mentioned Forensic Files once in the last five years. I'm I, fucking I, sick I, of that shit. Listen, Lee, I did the research. You can see that his ship, the way the metal hit the metal of the coupling that he wasn't paying attention to, you can see the the grooves in the metal that it was definitely his ship that blew up the you know, little coupling that would have let him Forensics. enter the spaceship. I don't believe you. <laughs> well, you don't have to. It's based on forensic science. Yeah, as interpreted by Matthew. He's watched 400 TV episodes He's an and somehow now. is an expert in forensics. I bet if I gave you a rape kit, you'd have all the people you've raped on it. Good damn it. Well, Congratulations, Jenna. Jenna. You won. Yes. Uh, Herskelis, I thought you had it because you, you so are close. always the best. The Borg, bro. How do you not know that? Oh. Sorry. I was too busy, you know, with other nerd shit. I didn't have time for Star Trek. That's true. Herskelis. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for letting me come on and talk about Terminator. I, I love it so. <laughs> <laughs>